0: Exodus chapter 28 is largely a description of the priestly vestments. The garments that Aharon, who will essentially be the high priest, and his sons, who will serve as priests, are to wear when they are doing service inside the Mishkin, inside the sanctuary. Chapter 28 Verse number two of Kodesh, You shall make sacral vestments for your brother Aaron for dignity and adornment. Kavod v'tiferet. And the Torah then describes the various garments that Aaron wears, must wear, when he does the service. Aaron actually has eight priestly vestments, six of which are mentioned in chapter 28, two of which are not mentioned here, but six of the eight are mentioned. It would be, I think, appropriate for us to consider what is the idea of the big day kahuna, what is the idea that the priest, in order to perform the service, uh, must wear these priestly vestments. Priestly vestments are a kind of uniform that the priests wear. And the focus, of course, in the beginning of the parasha, the main focus is on Aaron. And so it would be appropriate now just to consider the idea of the uniform. And the first point that I think very important point is that the priest has, in fact, garments. The priest does the service when and only when wearing the garments. We find another leading member of the community who, with whom the Bible identifies clothing or garments, and that's the king. As opposed to, example, for the prophet, we don't find any uh, example in the Bible discussion of what garments the prophet wears when the prophet is prophesying. In fact, in one of the stories in the book of Shmuel, in Samuel, in uh, chapter 19 of 1 Samuel, when Saul is pursuing David and chases after David, who has taken refuge with Samuel, it says that the spirit of prophecy came over Saul, and he prophesied, and he took off all his garments, and he prophesied he was wearing nothing during this prophecy, however we understand prophecy in the case of Saul. So the idea that the king has clothing, and the priest has clothing, suggests to us something important about the role of the priest and the role of the king, and that is, it's a role. There is a role which is filled by somebody, as opposed to the prophet. In the prophet, it's not fundamentally somebody filling a role. Prophecy is actually about the person. That's why, for example, kingship, and by extension, or sort of by implication in the Torah, uh, these are passed on from one generation to the next. Typically in the Bible, it's father to son. Uh, The idea of succession is central to kingship, and it would appear to be equally true of the priest, but not with the prophet. We don't have an example of the son of the prophet continuing the line of, uh, of of the parent. So the first point about the garments is that they define a role. Somebody plays the role. In the Bible, you can have good kings, and we have many bad kings. We have good priests in our tradition, and many who are not that good. But you can't really have a bad prophet. You can have a false prophet. But a false prophet actually isn't really a prophet. So the first point is... This is a role that someone's going to play. Someone fills the role. But it's all about the role. second point about a uniform is that the uniform uh, is defining who in fact can perform the service. The Talmud has a statement, Bishman big Bigdeyem Aleyem Kuna When they're wearing the priestly vestments they are priests and this means for the purpose of service inside the temple and without the priestly garments you can't serve but the point is not just that without the priestly garments you can't serve no one else is allowed to serve because no one else has permission to don the priestly vestments furthermore something interesting about the vestments the vestments, in a sense, give you permission. That is to say, there's something about the very service itself which is problematic. One might even say dangerous. And that is, the service in the temple involves sacrificial service, other kinds of service, but it also involves entering into the temple. Entering into God's space, as it were. Entering into God's space in the Bible, typically, is something that, uh brings with it a certain element of danger as jacob said after wrestling with this person slash angel i have seen god face to face and i have survived the torah makes this point very clearly explicitly when it comes to the service of the high priest entering the holy of holies with this shall Aaron enter the holy space and the Torah says in chapter sixteen of the book of Vayikra, of Leviticus that God spoke to uh, concerning Aaron after the death of Nadav and Avihu, after the death of Aaron's sons who died. B'karvatam lifnei Hashem, when they drew close to God, the so closeness to God, coming close with the infinite, with the immortal. For the mortal is dangerous. So the priestly garments are what gives one permission. Perhaps because you don't enter as the person. You enter as the one who's playing a role. So the priestly garments have the aspect of permitting X, but by implication, not permitting someone else. Entering into these spaces is forbidden, except with the garments. And finally, or fourthly I would say, that the priestly garments' uniforms What is the function of a uniform in our society? Sometimes it's to say only X can do something which otherwise might not be allowed. A uh, police officer has typically a uniform, which says this person can do something no one else can. This person carries weapons no one else can. Uh, But sometimes it's about being part of a group. Teams have uniforms being a member of a group. In the case of the priesthood, it's important to remember that the Kohanim are also Leviim. The tribe of Levi, within the tribe of Levi, there's a group that's been singled out. The Levim it's interesting, don't seem to have any special garments. But within the tribe of Levi, there's a group of people, singled out from the larger group, who have this uniform. And Uniforms are a way of singling out or creating a sense of, of, of group. As I said, teams have uniforms. And finally, and importantly, and perhaps in the future we'll have an opportunity to discuss this some more, is that the very nature of the uniform itself, the very type of uniform that one wears, has an effect on the person who was wearing the uniform. My wife uh, told me just yesterday that there were studies about speaking to people and dressing them a certain way, and the way they dress actually affects how they do their work. That's very interesting. So it's an effect on the person, both in the sense of having a role, but more specifically, and perhaps in the future, there's something educational about the big day kahuna. The big day kahuna, not simply beautiful uniforms. Yes, there is there's majesty, there's dignity, that's certainly true. One stands before God with dignity, and the very standing before God gives one a sense of majesty, of significance. But it's more than that, because the very big De themselves, each one of them uh, is instructing us and especially the priest, the Kohen, about the very mission which the Kohen has. The Kohen enters into God's service with reminders about the very nature of the service. That the Kohen, on one hand, stands before God and serves God, but the Kohen is also the messenger of the people. The Kohen represents the people before God, the Kohen is an intermediary between God and the people. So a study of the nature of the very garments themselves will yield, hopefully for us, a better understanding of the role of the Kohen.